Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. So today is, um, we're going to talk about scripture and um, the the title is, is uh, Scripture, Truth or Fact. And uh, we wanted to jump into um, scripture and I, I figured I'd start off with uh, my thoughts on scripture from the past. So uh, imagine, if you will, <laughs> there is someone in um, whatever time in history, and they sit down at a table with some kind of old scroll-like paper and some ink, and they begin to write and close their eyes, and the hand of God comes down and moves their arm around as they write. And that is the inspired word of God. So scripture as... Like their, their eyes glaze over and you can see a beam of light coming down from heaven. Yes, and yes. they're looking up at their hands moving on the page. <laughs> yeah, I usually like drinking coffee and looking around. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, that's exactly it. the The hand of God came down, and 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 that is the word of God. Because if we were, you know, bold enough to call it the word of God, that it couldn't be something that was written by humans. So, um, <laughs> um, minus minus the beam of light. That's how I wrote my papers in seminary. Really, You're just kind of looking around, you know. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought you meant. I thought you meant that's what. That's the examples you use of what scripture is. Oh no no no. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was where. Um, that's where my mind was in scripture of where and how it became, and uh, beginning with I guess Moses and and outside of that, if the guy's name was on the if there was a person's name, then he wrote the book, and um, the the letters from Paul. Who knows? I didn't even know there was were letters back then. I guess or something to that effect. I don't know what they were. Um, the epistles, um, and so. Um, that's where it came from. And so when I would think about it, and it's amazing what, how I could just, well, how I can just look at, at scripture and think, that's it. That's what it is. And so, and that's why we must take it for exactly what it says and live by it and move forward. And that is faith. Don't question it. Go from there. So um, the idea of truth or fact or entertaining what the what inspired writing means wasn't even a question. It was that this is it. This is from God, and that's how it was done. So that's my views on Scripture. So I'm going to open it up and say, okay, let's talk about what is Scripture. So Everett, Tom, jump in. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, the... Um sort of the Anglican formulary about Scripture is is that the Old and New Testaments are the Word of God and contain all things necessary. Um, I lost that so last part. When it contains all things what? Necessary for salvation. Okay. So that's what cl- that's what priests and clergy are are uh, uh, 
promise to that they believe when they are, are ordained. That's what they believe when they are ordained about scriptures, that that includes everything for, for necessary for salvation. That's the line. Did that come from the Book of Common Prayer? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, you now, get a lot, but I, but but um, you know, I, I, when people ask, I mean, that's that I think is sort of the, you know, the simplest answer, and then we have to unpack. Well, what does that mean? The Word of God, and what does that mean? Contains all, all things necessary for salvation, and right. So, and that's exactly where my mind went. Also, is unpacking that because um, when when we say the word salvation. Um, the thought immediately goes to getting into heaven, and so and and, and I don't think that's that's the case. And, and um, maybe this will come out after some other episodes <laughs> that we just recorded about salvation, um, and that'll make a little bit more sense. So when you hear uh, "necessary for salvation," maybe that we can use that "being saved" episodes mind th- uh, of that. So let's see if that's that can. Uh, but anyway, I, that's what I thought about when I thought of salvation. A lot of people. Um, okay, so uh, Tom, what's your thoughts? What are my thoughts on scripture? Yep, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you. They, they wrapped it up right there. <laughs> All right, thanks, great episode, guys. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> um. I think that I grew up with about the same view you had, Justin. Yeah. I didn't really think about it. The other, the other thing we should add to that is that when we, we, you know, the people who Joseph Smith talked about finding—he's the guy who started the Mormon religion—finding the Book of Morani or whatever the angel was, these Egyptian letters written you know, in a gold box in the hills in New York. And it's um, and I think that that's not far off from the way a lot of us look at Scripture. It was like it came down in a gold box from heaven just for us, you know. Like Paul might as well have written Romans to, to Tom Dahlman, you know. <laughs> and And we look at, we pick up... We pick up, we think of scripture, first of all, it's one book, the Bible. It's written to me, and I'm an in, I'm a American individual, so this is a big book written for me, and uh, from this book I can derive truth. So we kind of, we rejected the Pope, and we just made ourselves, made each of us into the Pope, you know? Right. Because I grew up hearing the preacher say, now check in the Bible to see if what I'm saying is true. And that's why there are 14 varieties of that denomination, because somebody said, hey, that's not true. And, you know, they drew lines of fellowship from their personal reading of Scripture. And they went and started a new church. Right. So um, that's the other thing that it was written by God by God's hand almost, and that it was written to me. That's the way I grew up looking at it. Right, right. Yeah, that's and, and that's uh, yeah, very similar. So same kind of thing as like this is... Woody? I think that, um, you know, that, that there's <clears throat> passages 
in scripture um, where it talks about um, what is it? Is it in Tom? You're gonna have to help me here. Is it in in First or Second Timothy where it talks about every uh, every word of God is true and worthy of? Is that is that is that in Timothy? All scripture is inspired by God and worthy for doctrine, reproof, yes. instruction. Yeah, it's in Timothy. It's in. It is in first. Sorry, let me look right here. Second Timothy three. Tom, come on, hurry. Second Pull it Timothy out, three. Tom, come on. <laughs> Bible sword drill it. Second Timothy three sixteen. Look at look at him. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I think we have used texts like that to try to to force a modern interpretation of scripture like if you go back and you look how the early church fathers interpreted scripture or if you look how paul interpreted scripture i mean you know i mean paul paul doesn't have the gospel of mark to read i mean paul's reading the old testament paul's reading the prophets and the psalms and and those things and 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 we see how he interpreted it and and and, and he takes liberties at interpretation at times and it's not because he doesn't know scripture, but this sort of this this notion of, of there's one meaning, and this is the literal truth that you can derive from from this one passage is is really a pretty modern invention. Hmm. All right. I was listening to um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about how um, the original intent, and we may have touched on this before, was for um, Scripture to be read in community out loud. Um, and Tom's mentioned that to me before, too, how he'll go and read, uh, sorry, not read, but listen to different readings, um, what, on YouTube, I think, right, Tom? You can just listen to different passages uh, read on YouTube out loud, but that was the intention of getting to gathering in community and reading it out loud. No, and I don't know if this is, they were talking about no commentary, no, no reflection, no sermon, just read it out loud and allow the, 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 the word to do what it will, you know, and things like that. Yes. I don't know that they didn't have, um, teaching based on the reading, but they definitely gathered, to hear it read aloud in community. Um, and when I heard that first, the uh, my first time in grad school, I heard, well, they did that because they didn't have the printing press and they didn't have book binding services. Mm. So you had all of these scrolls and you might have one or two in your congregation who can read. Right. So they would gather together to hear um, the text read. But I don't, I'm not. I'm not certain that it was just for practicality's sake. I think yeah. that they they saw something about the gathered community, and when two or more, like the scripture says, there am I with them. There's something about the gathered community that made it the appropriate place for it to be read and heard. Right. So it wasn't in, in their original idea that you could take this home and study it and come up with these detailed doctrines so you could split churches and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, but also, uh, I mean, particularly within the Jewish context, that the memorization of Scripture was 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 key. I mean, that's, that's you know, a young Jewish male would 
you know, memorize scripture. The the book of the Psalms were were things that were the the mainstay of their of their worship, both in their their you know, like we have the daily office where we pray throughout the day. Well, well, in Judaism they did the same thing, and the the you know the, the reading of the Psalms or their recite. Well, they had the Psalms memorized, right. um, and. And so it, it it also is a is a culture that was seeped um, into um, in, in, into into scripture, right? I think that goes. That's a good point, Everett. And I think that goes. Um, so in, it's not something you're just engaging on a Sunday morning or you know at the synagogue on a Saturday or whatever. I mean, it is something that they're that they're <clears throat> soaked in each and every day throughout the day, right? Right. Great point. Great point. Um, the uh, Especially if they're Jewish, they're praying. The, if they're Jewish Christians, they're praying the hours. Yeah. Like noon, they're up praying on their rooftop or like Paul, Peter was when uh, he saw the sheet come down out of heaven. It wasn't just coincidence. That was what Jewish folks, not necessarily on the rooftop, but they prayed at noon. So go ahead, Justin. Uh, the, the, um, no, it's all good. Um, so the uh, Jesus w- was always re- referencing back to you know uh, Hebrew scriptures in his teachings um, in, in throughout the Gospels and uh, but what I was going to say is my understanding is that um, every uh, and and I think at this time my understanding you guys correct me was every male child would learn and memorize the Torah then after that. Um, after each of them would recite Torah at uh, Bar Mitzvah, I think is the name. Um, then, if they were chosen to le- go into the the uh, rabbinic, rabbinic, rabbinic um, world to become a rabbi, then they would memorize the rest of the scriptures. Is that correct? I think that I ca- don't know. Okay, I, I think that came from Velvet Elvis. I'm not, um, I'm not- but for the sake of this conversation, let's just say what you said is true. Yes, it is true. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, that was in uh, in Rob Bell's Velvet Elvis. And so, um, and and the point was, when people were speaking like Jesus, everyone around them knew exactly where he was at when he would throw out a line. Um, so you know, when when love thy neighbor came out. No one went, wow, that is, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that is something, wow, that's amazing. It's like, no, that's an exodus or, you know, something like that. I feel like we already talked about that. But um, so it was all, everyone around them understood what was going on and when he was speaking that because as they grew up, males, I guess I should say, um, they, they all learned this. That was part of their culture, that they had this memorized Torah and they would uh, recite it and then if they moved on, they would learn the rest of it through memory. Um, so that, that's where we're not, we, we don't treat it that way any longer. Um, I don't know, Tom, maybe maybe Tom did <laughs> growing up. Tom could do a pretty good job of it. <laughs> of what? Of reciting and, and calling scripture. You do awesome at <laughs> that, so. <laughs> huh. oh, okay. Well, thanks, Justin. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. Okay, so um, it came from a real, it came from at times a real unhealthy uh, motivation. 
Just wanted right. to beat those Southern Baptists at argument. <laughs> but look where it's na- led you now, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that's an interesting thought, too, is like, okay, what we've gone through, and we look back on it, and we're, maybe we don't, we, we have a different opinion about it now, but look where it brought us to. Um, so I think that's looking back and, and finding hope and, and um, optimism, if you will, on uh, some things that have happened that we may not agree with in the past, um, which is very tough to do. Okay, I'm so a part, I'm feeling a part two coming on from this, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Where the Holy Spirit movie. We'll see yeah. where we get. Okay, I did, feel, go ahead. I feel like. But I'm, talk, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Hold on, Tom. Go first. Everett, hold yours and remember it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like we've kind of covered how we thought of it growing up, and maybe we've talked about some, we've touched, started touching on first century ideas, early Christian ideas, Jewish ideas about Scripture, but let's, we haven't said much about what, where we look, how do we look at Scripture? Let, let me, let's see what Eve had to add. Go ahead, buddy. Well, I was just going to say, within our own Anglican tradition, um, <laughs> the the Jewish pattern was that it was assumed that, you know, the prayer book um, sort of spiritual formation is, is that, that throughout the day you're, you're, you're reflecting upon scripture, you're reading and reciting the Psalms. Um, and then, so on Sunday morning, when you come and you hear the passages of scriptures read, which at some times you're like, now why is that Old Testament lesson being read? I mean, and there's there's a theme in it, but a lot of times it's not apparent. And I think it's because largely we're a, a biblically illiterate um, church. And was we'll throw that out there. And do you think that we were that because of the past experience with it, where it was shoved down your throat, um, as opposed to something that is done in a blossoming methodology, if you will, of, of teaching method of like, okay, hey, let's sit down and discuss this and learn this and, and you know, write it on our hearts so that we can use it. Or was it, no, you're going to learn this and I want you to learn it and come back here next week and, re- and quote it <laughs> or something to that effect. I I think there are two reasons why we're a biblically illiterate church. All right, go. Uh, the first is that... Point one. This is a Tom Dahlman sermon. <laughs> point one. The... Those of us who came out of the evangelical tradition and became Episcopalians, we have seen Scripture used in such unhealthy ways as a way to win arguments or heap guilt upon people that we've, we don't know how to use it healthily, so we've ran away from it. Nice. Yes. Great. The other reason we're... we're um, We've forgotten scripture is because the way Anglicans knew scripture was through the daily office. And we memorized scripture by saying the canticles after the readings, by which are all from scripture, by doing all that. And we, in the new prayer book, which I love, I mean, and by new we mean 1979. <laughs> right. For those who aren't listening. But since the liturgical renewal, um, and we've gotten away from the daily office and more towards the Eucharist, which is right and good. We've lost the discipline of morning and evening prayer, noonday prayer, Compline, where, and that was, we always, and that is a healthy way to deal with Scripture. That is something we need to get back to, because praying Scripture 
is different than memorizing it to win arguments. I agree with you. And but I think Tom said, Go ahead. Tom, you said on your podcast, and, I, and, and we don't release these podcasts necessarily in the order in which they're recorded, um, but you talked about how Anglicans do theology um, aesthetically. Um, and which just basically means like through, through beauty and through art and through prayer, um, prayer. and, and, and I think that's, that's something that I don't know that we have stressed enough in our, in our teaching. I agree with you a hundred percent. We've forgotten that. We've forgotten doing it, um, Hey, sorry, repeat that. E. I, I, I missed that last part. Well, that 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 we have forgotten that the way in which we do theology is is through prayer, through worship, um, and, um, and beauty. Yeah. Oh, and beauty. I mean, so our so the way we do theology now is sort of muddled. Okay, right. So, like, if you go to a Presbyterian seminary or an evangelical seminary, you're going to learn a lot of systematic theology right. where you, you have all these systems <clears throat> built to um, deal with tradition, to deal with scripture, what what have you. And if you ask... Sort of like something yeah, and if you ask a... Like if you ask a Presbyterian theologian or, you know, who's the greatest theologian of the last hundred years, they might say Karl Barth, or if they're, you know depending on their background, they might say Calvin or, and so those are systematic theologians. But if you ask an Anglican, who's your greatest theologian? Um, and it's a, someone who knows they might say, um, Oh my gosh, his name just went out of my head. The country <laughs> part. Huh? They might oh, say uh, the, George Herbert. They might, they'll say George Herbert. And who's George Herbert? He was a poet. He half the you know a lot of hymns in our hymnal are by him, and because we do theology through the practice of through prayer, that's been our our focus. So it's we don't. So I didn't study systematics in seminary. Um, the first time. The first time I did, not the second. Time. Okay, that's what I was, that's what I was curious because yeah, um, and that's where. You know, the first you got, time was at an evangelical seminary, just so people know. Right. Yeah. Right. So the um, talking about doing the Anglican um, as Anglicans, we do you know using the prayer book, we we go through um, scripture through the prayer book, prayer book or, or liturgy, if you will, and um, you know it's something that um, it sounds it sounds like every you two are saying that we should pick up scripture from there. Um, I would say that um, it. Uh, I don't know how to say this right, so I'm just going to throw it out there. It it it, it it's more in, intimidating from that. So I have a uh, scar layer <laughs> uh, with scripture to where I I think of the Bible and I think just ugh. You know, and and uh, because of past dealings with it, and so before you can become um, healed, if you will, uh, you have to face the past and things like that. And I and and um, so when I think about scripture, I'm still kind of eh, not all the way, but I, I'm still at that point of like, 
oh man, that's just been shoved down my throat so much and it's all these things. And so it's almost that it needs to be unpacked and presented in a different light in a different way, which I've kind of, um, we, we have done through um, uh, the Episcopal Church and then through study outside of that and, and seeing it in a different light and, and having um, people like, I'm sorry if I've mentioned this already, but Rob Bell, uh, What is the Bible book just came out and and presenting it in a different light as opposed to once again going back to the uh the I just think of Big Trouble in Little China. If you know that film and the guys classic light beams come out of his mouth and his eyes, you know, when he's whatever he's doing, I think of that and the guys writing the Bible when when you know God comes down and takes him over to write scripture. <laughs> but we have to get past that in order to accept it in the aesthetic, um, I think that's the word you guys used, uh, form, to be able to get to that point. Otherwise, for me, I can just roll my eyes and be like, mm-hmm, yep, whatever. Um, and so I, I think there is a lot of um, unpacking to do, uh, uh, healing, if you will, uh, before we can get to a point of accepting it and moving forward as like, like no, 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 this is a wonderful, uh, amazing and, and key point of our faith, um, which it is, <laughs> which sounds weird just even saying that. But anyway, okay, I'm blabbing now. So I think we have to get past that point before we can get into a new light of the Bible, of Scripture. Does that make sense? We're like Jack Burton... And, you know, we were down there in the sewers in Chinatown fighting Lopan. Lopan, yes. <laughs> looking for that green-eyed woman, that green-eyed, you know, mystery woman. And we've got to recover from that conflict before we can, you know, that's what you're saying, Justin. Good old Jack Burt used to always say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Indeed. that That's exactly what I'm saying, Tom. Okay. So, um Let's uh, expand, if you would, more, Tom, because we've kind of been into how we use Scripture um, and and using it in a daily um, office or reading it, things like that. Uh, something that I find within um, morning prayer and evening prayer is I get I get lost where that Scripture included in there is located at because I don't know the full Bible story, if you will, um, and so when when I uh, cherry pick it in that way or something like that, it doesn't mean as much because it's not part of the greater story in my mind. And so I think that's something that's kind of missing from my context of like, okay, where is this at and what does it mean and why am I reading this right now? Even though, um, you know, you can always take away from it um, individual things. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. But if you, I think that if we did morning prayer, or just one part of the office, and did all the readings every day. Most of them are presented in con. I mean, you read most of the book in order. Um, but I'm not saying we shouldn't study scripture. I'm just saying, oh yeah, we shouldn't yeah. our it it'll our your view of scripture will just naturally change over time when you're if your primary way of of handling it is through prayer. Even if you're doing morning prayer by yourself, you're still doing it with a gathered community because right. people all over the you're doing it, and you even say we as you do it. Right, right. So that will that will change the way you look at it over time. I think. Good point, Everett. Good point. Do you think so, Everett? 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think, I think, um, studying the Bible, um, is, is important. Um, but I think our primary touch to the Bible, um, she's sort of a, a prayerful reading, um, of scripture. And once you sort of get the narrative, you get, you know, the, the, the long pieces of it, you know, you can, you can begin to understand the, the individual pieces, you know, when you try to go and study it. I have a, a priest friend of mine and I've never done this. Um, and he'll, he'll spend, a, a day prior to the switching of a new, you know, liturgical year where a new gospel is going to be read or different gospel is going to be read. And he just goes and he sits down and, and, and he reads it like three times through. Hmm. Um, and, wow. and he just, he just reads the whole thing. And, um, and he talks about how, how impactful that has been on his preaching. Um, because all of a sudden, you know, um, when you're looking at just one passage, you know, all of a sudden you can go, oh, wait a minute, down the road, but you, oh, but yeah. you can kind of, the, what, okay, what's this Sunday's reading? Right, right. That's I, cool. I think Tom, Tom, um, when he was preaching at our church, he, he did a great job of, of saying, and two weeks ago, we were here and now we're here. <laughs> and I think that's a, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, I mean, I, I tend to focus on the current, um, Sunday's lectionary and, and looking back and forth. So I, and, and it's funny in, in this podcast, we're revealing how much I need to look around and, and open up and, and find that narrative as, uh, Everett said about getting into the, and so those are great suggestions about reading it also, um, and ways of reading the entire story and looking at, at it as a whole, um, as opposed to just individual pieces. Um, I, I think it can go both ways, uh, but looking at it as an entire story um, and narrative throughout the entire Bible that we can drill down into and uh, see great things from just the little parts as well. All right, we're out of time, so we didn't even get <laughs> anywhere. Part, part two. Just crack the seal. We're just going to go into the bunch of parts now. So, um, And so, um, you know what, we're going to move into inspiration next time and uh, kind of start from there. I think we've gone over the first, uh, how, what is it and, and how we use it and things like that. So uh, part two is next. Thank you all for joining us. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.